Cheese, it's a conversation, and I'm the tugboat. And I'm Cheese. <laughs> Smooth as ever, Cheese. Killing it. We're like a couple of silky, silky handkerchiefs. Just a couple of silken lamins. <laughs> Just rowing our way towards success and later endorsements. <laughs> Uh, rowing equipment from Um So, uh, just to do uh, a little intro here. Um... Hey, it's a cloud making a conversation the tugboat and the cheese. Yeah, it's the end of the world as we know it. It's the end of the world as we know it. And we feel fine. Not true, I... I'm a little bloated. I think I ate too much dinner. That's probably good. I'm feeling very satiated. I had some Tostitos, some salsa, so I'm good. I, had, I also poured myself a glass of water so that my mouth wouldn't get dry while we chatted here. And uh, there was a couple of insects in the bottom. Not sure what they were, but they were kind of brownish color, and it made me feel unsettled. Yeah, that's not good. Yeah, like, I mean, what is this world coming to when you find insects in the bottom of your glass? I don't know, maybe the end of the world? Oh my god! That's probably one of the four horses of the apocalypse. <laughs> Brown insects in a drinking glass. What, what do you think the four horsemen would be named under the apocalypse? I mean, they may already be named, but oh. I don't know them, so I... I'm quite certain they probably are named already. I have no idea what they are, but they'd be like, I'm, I'm thinking like ancient-y names, like Roman yeah. times type of thing, patent pending. Um, <laughs> like Trevelius or something yeah. cool like that. And, uh, Thorstein. Like or, uh, Vigo the Carpathian. And then just like Greg. <laughs> Super, it's like, Greg, wow, that's a futuristic name. Like, isn't it like Gregorius or like Gorgrathathon or something? See, no, it's, it's not short for anything, it's just, it's just Greg. Not, not even, not even like Gregory? Nope. No, 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 just, just Greg. <laughs> um, we're, I, I'm, I'm gonna destroy your world. <laughs> me, me and my friends, are, we're gonna get you. <laughs> so if our listeners haven't figured out we're obviously going to talk about the end of the world which is probably near but uh i think we'll come at it from a couple of different angles just to be super direct and lead our audience into our scheme here yeah yeah like i think we're going to kind of try and start off with um what like what would be the ideal like what would be the best way the world could end um, and then, and then maybe we'll take a look at, uh, how we definitely don't want it to end. And then we'll talk about how we actually think it'll end. It's almost like a Nostradamus type of prediction. Just to burn that one up. But, um, yeah, so, geez, how, how would you want the world to end? Like... Ideally, yes. Um, yeah, I, I'm, I'm trying to. I'm trying to find your notes. Actual, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like I, I definitely know how I don't want it to end. Um, I would probably say. Let's see what I got here. Oh yeah, that's what it is. I think ideally it would be that like. The world would end, but like it would end, and and we already have it really well planned out. So we just we have found a way to like colonize in space. Like we found a completely other planet, um, and uh, or we're just yeah we're just living out in space. So like the world like the Earth is gone, but it'll just kind of be like we'll be out in space, just kind of be like oh remember Earth, yeah yeah it was too bad it had to die, but uh, yeah we're still good. <laughs> too bad we killed it. This is cool, though. Yeah, yeah. Now we're in space, so that's that's kind of neat. That's a good one. I like that. I like that the Earth actually dies and the world ends. 
but yeah, but people get to keep going. Yes. Wait, on your new planet, like Xylos or whatever you want to call your new planet, um, does everybody get to go there, or is it like you know Richard Branson and his kids and that's it, or what's the story? Oh, there's definitely a bunch of people that are gonna die on Earth. Okay. Like animals and stuff too. Like I don't know if it's like a Noah's Ark space situation where we try and take a couple of every animals there to breed animals in space, which is actually kind of funny. Like I don't think I've ever really thought of like I don't think they've done that in movies. Like other than um, what was it like Last Man on Earth when they take like those caterpillars up there for research or something? Yeah. Or when they send monkeys up there just because they don't want to send a human to have them die, so they take an animal and they throw them out there. So. Well, they wanted to see if the monkeys would survive, I think. Yeah. Yeah. So that would be kind of cool if you had a spaceship that was like Noah's Ark, but a spaceship, like Noah's spaceship. Patent pending this story. This is getting made into a movie. I, I, I like this idea. It's kind of like that, uh, whatever it was called, with Chris Pratt and the other girl there, where they... Just were like thing like that. It's this is a completely original. No, but but all like the ship was full of animals banging instead of just two humans. I don't remember what it was called. It's very forgettable title. Okay. But yeah, no, I I like that. I like the uh, would would some of the people that stay behind on Earth are they like old curmudgeon guys? Like, I ain't going to space. I'm just fine right here. I ain't got no problems here. And then, well, yeah, like, I, I, it's definitely going to be a mix, and it'll probably be like our social class system, and, and there'll be um, less privileged people who get left behind, I would think. But then there'll be a couple like wily, like thieves or like guys who kind of sneak onto the spaceships. Wait, and they're like like Billy Zane from Titanic. Are you just like like changing Titanic to make Leonardo DiCaprio? type characters allowed on your spaceship sure it's like uh you know how they made like space pocahontas this will be like uh <laughs> space titanic space titanic watch out for those big old ice meteors come into netflix in 2019 space titanic billy zane <laughs> oh, he needs it he needs this more than ever he needs it <laughs> wow, this has been great. Uh, um, what about you, Tugboat? What do you think? Uh, how, what would be the best way that the world can? Well, I mean, since you brought it up, the, the plot of Last Man on Earth seems pretty fun. Um, I mean, you know, as long as you're one of the people who are immune to the virus. And if you're not familiar okay. with the show, then um, frig you. Um, the virus scenario. Virus is the best way to go. Yeah, I think... Well, no... It's the best way to go for if everyone else dies except for you. Um, so the world ends, but you get to keep going in the in the aftermath. So I'm thinking of those inaugural episodes of that show where, you know, he's just doing all kinds of crazy stuff like shooting a tank at a suit of armor just because he can, and it's basically doing whatever you want without any kind of consequence um, and having access to basically everything. Well, yeah, I mean, eventually the loneliness would become stifling, and I'm sure you'd find some weird way to kill yourself, and then one other person who survived comes across your fresh corpse. But anyways, that's a, that's a whole other sadness. But um, the, the idea really... People is to be the last person on Earth until you kill yourself out of a lack of connection. Yeah, that would... That would be the ideal way for it to end. <laughs> uh, I'm going out on my terms. But, uh, no, it all stems... When everybody gets the virus and you watch them go through it, a long, arduous, torturous death while you're met with intense feelings of fear that you you may one day get that virus, that is the ideal way to go. <laughs> yeah, wait till you hear my alternative. But... I was going to say, what is the way you definitely don't well, I'm not, I'm not, so, I, I'm kind of thinking that way. I die, that's the worst. I'm just thinking that way because when I was in, uh, approaching Phoenix, Arizona from the north and driving that highway that comes down from Scottsdale, I just was thinking to myself the whole time, like, 
this would be amazing if there was no one else here and I could just drive like I want to drive. And then I started thinking, like, what if I was the only person on Earth? What would it be like? And then, of course, you know, the smash hit show came out on Fox Sunday nights at 8.30 or something. And uh, not a sponsor. And, yeah, I just... Uh, that I thought that would be a neat way to, to do it. Obviously, I would live to, you know, to the ripe old age of 66 or something and then have a massive coronary and, and die of natural causes. But the other one that, of course... Well, Actually, your show would be called would be Route 66. Oh, that's good. I, I like that. So but nobody would know until, like, the end, and then it would be, like, some kind of... You know, something to remind me that I was 66 and probably die on my birthday to be extra weird about it, but... Hey, I'm Mario Lemieux's m number and age. And then you're, like, wearing, like, a Lemieux jersey, and then... And uh, driving down Route 66, and then get killed by 66 rhinoceroses. I don't know. <laughs> Wait, what's the plural of rhinoceros? Rhinoceros. Hmm. I, I think. Oh, uh, that's what I was hoping for. But uh, yeah. that's not my that's that's like one and then I've got a one A just gonna break the rules. I mean, cheese obviously. Uh, Walking Dead came back on Sunday night, but just to give you guys an idea of what time it is. But um, yeah, zombie apocalypse. But with the caveat that it's more of a Walking Dead zombie than a World War Z zombie. Like you want the kind of lumbering. You know, regular thing. You don't want something that has superhuman speed and strength. I mean, they're not. They're gonna have fantastic stamina. They don't breathe air. They're gonna be like Neo in the Matrix. Yeah. But uh, you know, something you can, something you can beat, something you you des like, you you can you can win at. So it's it's more fun. Like, it would be interesting. Yeah, it's like, it's like the fear that you would maybe feel in something like hide and seek. Yeah. Versus like. A fear that, like... You're in mortal danger. You're in mortal danger, yeah, exactly. Like yeah. Like a man times. <laughs> <laughs> or kick the can. <laughs> Don't follow. <laughs> you never played kick the can? Uh, I played patat. Did you ever play patat? Uh, patat. It's like, <laughs> it's, like uh, it's patat. It's like potato. You basically toss a ball, like up in the air and while the ball is in the air everybody runs away and then um, when the ball comes down you catch it and then you throw it at the people who have tried to run away so if you can run really far you, you, you're you not likely to get hit but if you, you suck and you can't run very far then you're just easy pickings then what, what happens when you're out then you become the guy who throws the ball so first person to get hit throws the ball exactly that's short rounds man I'm pretty sure that's how it works just like maybe, short round. Maybe it, no, yeah, I think that's how it works. Uh, kick the can is similar in that one person is the the keeper of the can or whatever it was called, and everyone else goes and hides, and then he goes and tries to hunt them down, similar to manhunt, but they have to go and if they can kick the can, then they win. So you have to try and stay and protect the can and touch people that are trying to get too close to your can. Yeah. But at the same time, you have to rove out and try and catch them before they all close in and get your can. Okay, so in this case, if you were to substitute can for family, um, <laughs> that would be like the zombie scenario. And I get it. kick for murder. Children, <laughs> <laughs> uh. adults, lumbering zombies. Yeah. Okay, I get it. Yeah. So kick. that's ideal. Kick the can would be ideal. Yeah, you're right. Uh, what's your worst, though? What, 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 I was going to say, what's your worst? What would be, if that's the ideal, what's the worst thing that could happen? Okay, well, if you you we already talked about it. You haven't seen the movie The Road. That would be the worst. So it's a book by, 2006 novel that won all kinds of awards by Cormac McCarthy. And I started to read the book and then just watched the movie. And it was so dark and so depressing. It was just a hopeless, meager existence. You know that you can't survive. You're feeling yourself die. Um, starvation and sickness. You know, something like that. Like a slow plague where you know that your death is going to be imminent. 
and that you're, you know, and, and not just imminent, but it's going to happen soon. It's going to be unnatural, painful. Your quality of life is going to be really crappy. And I, I don't want to get to that point where I have to test the limit of human strength, like starving to death and willing yourself to go on. Like anything that fits into that category, I feel like would be awful. Like, you know, you're going to die for sure. And don't say, well, we're all going to die. I mean, like, you know, you're going to die soon and you're in mortal danger constantly of marauding bands of cannibals and other things. It's just, that would be Brutes Magoots. Brutes Magoots. To put it scientifically. And like the only thing, yeah, the only thing that's like keeping you there is just the fact that you do not want to become... Well, that's the thing. You don't really have anything to live for. But you kind of do. But, but yeah. You don't. But you know you're going to die. So it's live, like a... You live for hope. You live for hope that something different will happen, or you 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 go out the way you want to go out versus like. I guess getting giving. to the point where you've accepted death and given up hope would okay. be the worst way for your world to end, and okay. and I think stuff like unescapable plagues or just not not having food at all and everyone just that's it's over like that would be an awful way to go. It's kind of like drowning. Like, once it starts to happen, you're like, so this is how I go out. Okay. That sucks. Yeah. I'm sure that's the reaction most people have to it. Yeah. Yeah, so, like, the worst thing that could happen would be your loss of hope and, and, and infinite suffering or whatever. Really, just the loss of hope would be terrible. Like, for the world to end like that, where... You know, all life is extinguished and there's just no chance of winning. Ah. That's dark. It's bleak. That's pretty bleak. Yeah. It sounds similar to your ideal. Oh, I know. <laughs> don't don't think I didn't put that together. In, in one of them, the, but the way I see it... You get to do really cool shit. Like, you just get to do really awesome things. <laughs> And then the other one, you don't get to do those awesome things, but the result is essentially the same. So I guess one of them is that I specifically called out no consequences. So if I shoot okay. a cannon at a suit of armor, there's not going to be like 50 guys coming to rob me and murder me and rape me, etc. Um, so that, that's yeah. the difference on that one. And then... I, I did talk about the zombies being lumbering and not, you know, basically be easy to beat so that you, you yeah. don't have that, that darkness. So it's pretty much the same thing, but with that slight difference that one is winnable and survivable and the other one is less so for me specifically. Okay. Cause it's my world that ends. Oh yeah. No, that makes sense. But what about you? How does your world end in the worst way? Oh, the worst way? Um, like, okay, so, like, my top one definitely would just be natural disaster. Like, I just think that's lame. Like, uh, Earthquake, like San Andreas, the movie? Uh, I never saw that. I heard it was awful. Yeah, don't, but like, don't watch it. Yeah, so, like, I just think, just, like, any natural disaster, just sort of, like, oh, it's a flood, or, uh, wow, there's a big cataclysmic hurricane or global warming you know like, it's just like it's it's just kind of crummy like it's lame so like the you just, you're calling the the movie armageddon lame well not the soundtrack <sighs> okay i'll give you that <laughs> um <laughs> but like yeah like i mean Okay, here's an asteroid. Ah, it hit Earth and we're all dead. Like, that's, uh, that's we only have 80 hours to live. Boom, it's over. Yeah, that's f***ing lame. Yeah, like, that, would, I mean, that would suck. I mean, I mean, it's awesome if it's in the case of, say, Armageddon, where it's like, you know, everybody bands together and they put people on this thing and they explode it. And some people die in the process, but other, you know, it's in the sacrifice to save the Earth, so it's very heroic. Like, I mean, spoilers, but like, uh, <laughs> if, you didn't, if you didn't gather it from, uh, I don't want to miss a thing you're not gonna get it so um but like yeah i just i think that's just like it's just very lame 
Yeah. So that, would, that would be that, and I think like a close second would be what you, not to say what you were saying, but I just think like the virus thing, like the epidemic would be really crappy too, because it's just like seeing all the people around you like get sick and die, and you're like, well, I don't want to get sick, and then and then you just. I don't know, like, either have to isolate yourself so you don't get sick, you just, you don't know what gets you sick, and, uh, and then if everybody's sick around you, but you're, like, the healthy person, it's the same, it's the same thing, like, you're just living for hope. Yeah, they don't talk about that in the show, but that would be crushing for poor old Tandy. Yeah. Because I think, like, no matter what, like, well, not, not no matter what, but, like, you'd watch your loved ones die, and then you'd make new friends, and then eventually one of them gets infected, so that sucks. And then just like dwindles and dwindles and dwindles. It's like, why, why even care or love or make friends? You're just gonna end up alone. What's the time frame on that for you? Like, would you rather? Would it be worse to be in a matter of months or worse to be like in two years? Well, that's the thing. Like, it's I don't know. That's hard because like I view the epidemic thing like that would probably happen over the course of like five, five, ten years maybe. Well, I thought I I'm picturing it to be much faster. Yes. Like six like, I don't months. Think it would be that quick. No, no. Like I think it would be lot longer and more drawn out. Because um, you got to think of like all the places on Earth. Like again, it depends what this virus is. But like there's so yeah. many places on Earth where you could retreat to um, before it kind of takes over everything. So well, like yeah, that. And then and then I guess like the time frame. Like if it just happens instantly, like that's. Yeah, you get the beauty of, like, you didn't even know what happened. You didn't even have an opportunity or a very short opportunity to be afraid. But, like, that's kind of lame, too. Yeah, I think... Those ideal scenarios, you kind of, like, know you're going to die, but then you use that time to, like, try and create something awesome um, in the hopes that, again, like, you would survive in the end. So would you say, like, in your opinion, what this is, this is happening, and let's say it's going to be a five-year time frame, and you're like, well, doesn't look like there's much of an escape from this, so you know, all inhibitions are gone, and I'm just gonna live life the way I want to live it now. I don't have to worry about money or retirement. I can just total freedom, just snapping people's undies all over the place. You bet, like you wouldn't, because you wouldn't want to get sick. Okay, I see. I see. So yeah, like all those other things are gone. Yeah, everything you'd be like, it would go down to survival. Like you get rid of it's like ah, the cars don't matter, the money doesn't matter, all that stuff. But like, survival matters. So. So then you're all focused on that. Wouldn't we have an advantage in our you know privileged society with our medicine and science and things over say, you know, tribal villages in the middle of the Amazon or Africa or you know like a very more a more primitive society to put it that way i guess wouldn't it like just blow through them a lot quicker because they live in a tighter community versus people that can isolate them in themselves inside for like a month at a time if they had to i don't know like like i hear what you're saying and i think that's kind of logical but for whatever reason in my mind i feel like it would go the opposite Hmm. well yeah they're yeah i'm not I'm not going to touch on any, uh, I'm not going to go down the road I was thinking about, but, yeah. By the way, the virus is technology. Whoa! It just passed through your cell phone, something they knew about and just ignored. And then the people out in the bushes are like, ah, oh, it didn't get me because I don't own a phone. But then they get a package from their Aunt Ruth and it's a phone! Because ah! somehow they also get mail in the bush. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think I think uh, I think the virus aspect and the uh, the slow death would be uh, like it's the slow death. I think is really the the worst part of it. That's why we both kind of pick things along those lines. Well, that's the thing though. Is like I also think the worst death would be that one that's just instantaneous because it's just like I don't know, like Pompeii. Like a Pompeii scenario, you don't want that. No. Where you're just alive, and then all of a sudden it's over. Yeah. Okay, I dig it. You yeah. want it, but so that means you want to see it coming. I guess, yeah. 
Yeah, I get. I can see that. Like meet it head on, and like you yeah. said earlier, go out on your own terms if that's something you're into. Yeah. Like right. I, I, I guess like I guess when you think of ideal, like ideal, yes, like a, a meteor hits and, and 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 you don't even know, like you have a split second before the end of the world. But I just mean from like I guess like a story, that, from a personal aspect, yes, no pain, no torture, no nothing. Yeah. yeah. But like, but the lame part, like, like that, I don't know. That's just like it's not, it's not interesting. Like, there's no story. You don't get to see humanity re- respond to something, and maybe you'll see like humanity respond really awfully, but you might also see some very beautiful stuff happening. So, I don't know. Well, I don't want to get, I don't want to unpack that too much because that digs into a little bit of uh, how I actually think the world's gonna end. Okay. Okay. So do you want to do? I guess we've been kind of doing tit for tat. I think I might, I might start with. My... Yeah. No, I was gonna insist that you go first because. Yeah. I've written mine out as a narrative, so I'm probably just going to read most of it. Okay, mine is not that. Uh, <laughs> mine is very much, like, top of the head with, like, again, like our, our podcasts are, typically go, is very minimal research, but there was some involved. Um, I honestly predict that, like, the end of the world is definitely going to be, like, technology-based. So whether that is like a, a robot uprising which several films have been made and I wish they'd stop making those films because it's like <laughs> they make them and then people keep moving towards making realistic robots that are close <laughs> to humans as possible and those are the things that are going to freaking murder us I, I just watched iRobot on the weekend oh god <laughs> that, that's the one that, that gets it What's the other one that I was trying to think of this on the weekend when I was watching it? What's the other one that's basically the same movie but made by those South African guys? Um, was it Chappie? Chappie, yes. <laughs> yes. Thank you. I remember. Yes. I remember that. I don't know if I was talking to you or if I was talking to the Bouge, but like, like he, he was describing it. They were describing. Yeah, it, it was me. Oh, like iRobot. And he's like, well, well, no. No, it was the thing like it was like this. Oh, you mean like iRobot? Oh, you mean iRobot? You know, like Will Smith was in this one. Oh, you mean like iRobot? Yeah, that was me. I remember that vividly. That was a fun. That was a fun. It might have been on our AI podcast episode. I don't know. Look it up yourself. All right. It's funny because if you had no idea how those two related and then as we went through it, you were just like, oh yeah. Yeah, you shattered my shattered my world on that one. Yeah, that's pretty funny. <laughs> Which is the worst way to go. No, um, so, so yeah, so like I think it'll be that robot uprising or it'll be like considering there's a lot coming out with virtual reality. So like I'm thinking where the lines get so blurred between virtual reality and reality that somebody does something thinking they're in virtual reality but it's actually in reality, like say, you know, nuclear uh, disaster or something like that, and it actually pans out to be true, and then reality ceases to exist because you explode the real world. But do you live on in virtual reality? Is that possible? Probably not. Yeah, I mean, if you nuke the world, your whatever's powering your VR machine is probably going to be out of commission. Yeah. So that pro- 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 probably not, but uh... but yeah. So like I think those are like the two ways that I actually think it's gonna happen. Just because like it seems fairly realistic, um, and uh, it's something that we're trending to, and it just seems like that's what gets predicted. Like especially the robot uprising. Like if we predict this thing to happen, like is it not going to happen? Yeah. What I'm concerned like. I think your virtual reality has some merit to it for sure because even playing games like Grand Theft Auto, so you sit there for three or four hours just, you know, standing on the street corner type of thing, like as soon as you get out of the hospital or police station, just go on another rampage and just beat people up in the street and then a cop shows up and you take his weapon and then you're driving around like in reality later and you're kind of looking like, I could totally drive over that curb and hit that guy. You know, you don't do it, obviously. No. But if the happen. VR advances and becomes more realistic and you start to spend too much time in there and you get the lines get blurred, yeah, I, I think you might be onto something there, Cheese. Or, like, you would, like, maybe, like, the starving aspect. So, like, let's say you're playing VR and they have systems set up where it's, like, um, 
like you know you get set up like with an IV that keeps you alive or something like that but like yeah eventually you need to come out of that reality but could you could not everybody essentially get stuck within the virtual reality thing and then just like starve to death yeah I'm pretty sure as soon as they introduce some kind of sexual virtual reality people just won't come out of it oh we lost another one hmm what simulation was he running I think we both know which one he was running or she, or she. And that's that's true. Yep. No, that's uh, it's kind of unsettling, but yeah, technology seems to be a concern, and I don't know if it's going to be exactly that, but I feel like it's going to factor in there somehow. Yeah, that's 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 kind of how I see it. I see it going. I mean, like I guess similar along those lines is like I think there's a few movies that are out related to this, but just the idea that. Um, so like we're saying the end of the world but what if it's like the end of mankind where it's like we become we start getting in like little robot hybrid things um, I think there was a movie with Bruce Willis about it surrogates I think that was what it was uh, oh yeah um, but it's just like yeah you're kind of like half human half robot and it's really hard to tease apart and then it becomes like eventually does it become full robot is that like so, so I don't know so it's just like that, that's kind of an Planet of the Apes, or uh, you know the new one that came out with the replicants there, Blade Runner. Yes, yeah, Blade Runner is like very, I, I, yeah, definitely along those lines. Um, and then it yeah, just like you have then it turns into Planet of the Apes. And the monkeys Maybe. take it back. Will but will those monkeys not evolve back into humans? Whoa. Yep back into Woody Harrelson, and then he'll fight them. I assume that's the plot of that film. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you're not far off. <sighs> Did you watch it? Like, the new Planet of the Apes ones? I don't know. There's like a thousand of them. I can't keep track. It's like X-Men. They just make a new one every year and don't talk about it, and then it's just on TV, and you're like, what? I've never seen this film. Well, yeah, like, I mean, they made so many back in the 70s when it originally came out, but you never watched those. Like, those movies don't really come out on TV anymore. You just get, like, that first one and maybe the second one. Um, but, like, right, the, the most recent one that I saw was the one with James Franco. Yeah, I think that was a two or three back. I think it was right when Caesar was becoming like very intelligent, and then it and then it just seemed to be like he was he was creating a bit of an uprising, and that was sort of where it where it ended. Um, so there wasn't this like battle for the planet or like the rising. It was just or the war or the yeah. yeah. I don't it know. It was just the it was the origin. So like it was the uh, Planet of the Apes origin, X Men origin. I don't know. Wolverine. Wolverine. Yeah, that's what it was. Wolverine. <laughs> I got. I have a more complicated story that gets into some things that we don't like to talk about. Okay. Well, we're we're at. Uh, I know where we're at. Time. We're uh, we're at so. Uh, thirty-three. Thirty-three minutes in. Okay. We got lots of yeah. time. So. Get out your reading spectacles and. Uh, oh, I don't. I have twenty twenty, baby. I don't need those. Plus, I'm looking at a forty-inch screen. So. <laughs> uh. So the halves of the world really start like you know that they have everything they need so they start to fuss about stuff and make make trouble where there isn't any and they start getting really concerned about the way their food is produced might sound slightly familiar okay so then these you know more urban city demographics and people of wealth start to influence policy uh government policy to make sure that their food gets created in a way that they feel is more ethical and they ignore some of the science and they ignore some of the tried, tested, and true things and they put in laws and regulations that make it so that food is produced how they want. Um, and, you know, over, over time, actually pretty quickly, there starts to develop issues with food security because their way of doing it isn't the most efficient way. And while they can still afford to buy food, there starts to be shortages and trouble in some of the uh, third world countries, which led me to the question of, so we know what third world is, but what's second world? Where are these second world countries? That may play in later. But um, so these precautionary 
principal politics, PPP, uh, are making farming even harder than it already is. So uh, right now, farmers represent 2% of the world's population on average in some of the developed countries. So that's going to drop. That'll plummet because people can't, can't stay in the game. You can't make money. You can't live on that. So they bail. Each harvest is less bountiful. I use that word, bountiful. As yep. weed and pest pressure increases, so <clears throat> doing things in this ethical, idealistic way, idyllic, doesn't work, can't do it, starts to take over, you go back to the small yields of the turn of the millennium, uh, no, even before that, uh, back into like the 1800s. So shortage of food, demand's still there, demand's actually rising because your population's going up, so your food price starts to go up. Then food becomes back goes back to seasonal nature because you can't pay to haul it everywhere. You can't bring in you know fresh strawberries from Mexico in the winter time, so okay. you can only get them in the summertime. Yeah, and nothing it, wrong with seasonal. Good. And as that food price goes up, your class striation kind of expands. So the rich people that can afford it live up here, and the the middle class starts to dissolve into the the lower class. The rich and famous people stick to their stick to their guns with their uh, with their policies, like the ones that influence the politicians and the politicians themselves. They all stick together. People start to hate them, start to see them as the cause for some of the the strife in society. Meanwhile, back in the yeah, it's 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 trending there. Hold on, I have a I have a cutaway. So meanwhile, in the third world, full on food wars have begun, where you know. These warlords, whoever controls the food, controls the power. So there was a lot of experts in the last couple of years that were predicting that the next wars on the planet would be fought over fresh water. But they were wrong. It's going to be food. Okay. So whoever uh, whoever has the food has the power. Um, so scarf, like you scarf down things, like scarf face. Scarf face. So just eating. Big fat guy, jab of the hut. Um, yeah. So food security is slowly starting to be eroded in the G20 countries. Um, and then these, you know, these people that influence the policy and the policymakers are like, yeah, we did it. Stuff's happening our way. Everything's great. Look how good we are. Yeah, yoga. Or I don't know what they're into. Probably not yoga, but uh, probably like uh, Pilates or something. Anyways, so they're like, what else can we do? We fixed food. So naturally they go after the environment. And they're going after, you know, like global warming, greenhouse gas, all these buzzwords. And they start looking up, who's the biggest polluters on the planet? Of course, it's China and India. So since China has more of a direct relationship with the West already, and now all of a sudden I'm just going to call these people that are ruining the world the West. Um, so Europe, Canada, America, pretty much North America... Europe, let's tie Australia in because they're under the Queen's hat also. Anyway, they're uh, they're they're talking to China now and they're saying, "Hey, guys, uh, tone it down a notch." And China's like, "Hey, guys, like we're using some older technology. We're burning coal. We need this. It's all we can afford." Like India, they're with us. We're, we'll speak for them. It's cool. We need this. I know we're making a lot of pollution, but it's all we can afford. And then, you know, like these countries band together, they're powerful countries, they're like, look, man, clean it up, or no more, you know, whatever made from our country, trade sanctions, boom, international squabble starts, you know, then uh, old uh, Putin there, he's like, hey, well, you know, China's a pretty good guy, they used to be communist like us, uh, like we used to be, kind of, kind of sewn from the same cloth here. I'm gonna get in with them. I don't like being told what to do by the West, so I'm gonna I'm gonna get in with these guys, and uh, they don't care what happens. Whatever. They, oh, you're gonna sanction my trades or whatever. You're gonna you're gonna cause cause some problems there. Whatever. It's this old hat for old Russia. So now all of a sudden you've got this division between nations. You've got divisions between classes. Don't like where this is going. Um, Revolution. So you start to you start to feel it like. You know, they start shutting down some of this trade international. It starts to go back to, oh, we have to feed ourselves. Oh, we have to be self-sufficient. 
So, you know, some of this, uh, this population that's been building up, that's been living off our global economy, they start to suffer and they start to put pressure on their government and say, hey, we have the internet. They're, they're saying fix it, so we got to fix it. And China's like, all right, okay. We don't want everyone to, to revolt. We don't want the revolution cheese is craving. So let's start let's start into this green energy. Let's let's try and clean up our act. But this stuff costs money. And who owns most of the world's debt? Of course, it's China. So to pay for this thing that they're demanding, they're like, Well, if you want us to put in I don't know, what it windmills, solar panels, I don't know what people are into. If you want us to put that in, then uh, we're gonna call in the biscuit here. So pay up, West. And then the West is like, oh man, not a good time. And China's like, look it, pay your debts. So they try and pay. So in the West, you now have skyrocketing food prices. You have broke governments. You already have people angry at each other. Boom. Revolution! You called it, cheese. Yeah! So, scenario here. Think about this from your perspective. So your family... You're, you're middle class. All of a sudden, you're not anymore. You can't afford the basics. You have to provide for your family. There's no more government welfare or social assistance. They have no money. Jobs are tough to come by because there's so many people. And guess what? For the last 20 years, companies have been exporting jobs, outsourcing them to, you guessed it, China and India because it's cheaper and they don't have to worry about pollution. So hard to get a job. You have no help. All of a sudden, you can't afford the basics. What do you do? You revolt. So the bottom class structure start is already swollen really big. The numbers are huge. And I like this turn of phrase. The rich have been fattening themselves at the trough for years and start to look like something tasty on the old barbecue. And, uh... Farm. Animal farm. Yep. You hit the breaking point, and uh, society degrades into a violent, sloppy mess. I mean, in some countries, uh, Central America, the U.S. a little bit, law and order have a bad reputation. They're on a, you know, kind of a slippery slope already. So it's not a great leap for people once they become desperate to, you know, just, just turn right over on them. You've got food wars in the third world. You have a class structure breakdown in the West, and I'm including the EU and Australia in that just to, you know, reiterate. And uh, you got this kind of global hysteria. So China has acquiesced to the West to appease their population. Guess what? Russia doesn't do that. Now you've pissed them off. So now you have Russia, China, kind of pissed off. India just like, hey, guys, take it easy. Like, we're doing stuff down here. And, uh, yeah, eventually, with all these hot and bothered feelings, you guessed it, nukes. So my prediction is China, North America, Europe, Australia, Russian, they all just bomb the shit out of each other. Uh, you get this, you get, the, you get the wasteland, everything's bad. And then you're like, oh, you didn't say Africa. Guess what? Africa's already torn up. They got these food wars going on. Whoever has, it's just going to become this feral landscape of warlords and kind of like, not Predator from the movie Predator, but like Predators going around, just like gangs of people, just like stealing, marauding, probably cannibalism, I don't know. Whatever you have to do to survive, man. So it, it gets really bad. But don't, don't worry. Uh, South America, mostly unaffected. They kind of do their own thing down there. So they're really the, you know, they're the, they're the Star Wars 4 or New Hope. They're, that's where all... Our, our chance of recreating the world is coming from there. Or maybe Brazil gets in there somehow and gets nuked too, and then you only get a small part of South America. Either way, there's when it ends, I think there's going to be a really small subset of humanity left, and the rest is just going to get nuked into oblivion because of these global shenanigans. World War Three is going to be the big one. Yeah, but like if the, all those nukes that are like going around, would that not? Because because again, nuclear, you've got like the radiation poisoning and stuff. Would that extend as far as some of those other countries? Or if those nukes are de 
like destroying the vegetation in those other countries, does that not affect the ecosystems that would be happening in the south, and then they would be impacted as well? Could could end the whole world, but uh, I this is interesting. It's an interesting theory because like like obviously like very detailed, and I could see that progression happening. However, the nukes piece, I feel like that's like one scenario that. Mm-hmm that people like to put around for the end of the world. And I just, I really don't think that it will happen that way. Like, I don't think anybody will ever get to the point of nukes. Like, it just takes one. It's insane to me. It just takes one. But that just, it does just take one. Because if you fire one, there's going to be a retaliation. Like, they're they're ludicrous. Especially with some of the world leaders that are in place right now. They're petty enough and dumb enough that I worry that if one fires, the other one will retaliate. And in a lot of cases, I don't think that would happen. Like in past world leaders and things like that, I think it was there was enough common sense. But yeah, well, that's my kind of uh, Deus. What's it called? Just like oh, and then the nukes come and the whole world ends. Boom, I win. Yeah, and, and that's the thing, is just like, I feel like, personally, I just feel like we're smarter than that. And it's just sort of like, yes, that is like the highest, essentially, that you can go is with the nuke. But like, once you do that, you understand that, that, that that's not going to be like, oh, better not frig with them. Like, that, yeah. that just means like. There was, uh, like, if you listen to Hardcore History, the latest episode that he did is all about that as the history of nuclear warfare and how it was meant to be a deterrent yeah and then like it, it's really meant it's never to be threat. used it's a, it, i feel like it could be an empty threat and then somebody actually did do it and then they realized oh my god like this is this is too much let's never use these things again no it's like it's like you launch it and then you go and see the devastation like, oh t- too far guys too too soon too much soon, yeah way too soon yeah no i'd I, day to day, I don't worry about the nuke or the bomb, but think about in the 60s when it was hot and heavy and it was, you know, a conceivable threat for them in that period of the world and the fear that they lived in then. Like, like now we kind of have that common sense and we have the attitude of, like, they're not going to use them. That'd be stupid. Like, you're killing the world for some, you know, petty human disagreement. It makes no sense. Yeah, well, it's the same as the, it, I don't know, I feel like it's the same categories as, as the friggin' robot thing, where it's just like, well, if we realize that these things are stupid. Sorry, I was blowing out a candle. Um, that's right, candle. But what do you mean they're stupid? Like, do you think that people are going to stop trying to develop cool and innovative robot technology? Because one day it might turn against us. I think that the Japanese are are never going to do that. Yeah. No, like I mean, like I mean, I guess it's the, to the further extent, like with nukes, like at least with robots, like people use that within the intention of like let's help people. If we have a robot companion, people will feel less lonely. Um, okay, just hang out with humans. That's a thing. Yeah. Um, or we have like robots that help us have like super strength when we get weak. Um, okay, that's kind of cool, but we don't need to make a full-on robot for that. We just need to have some sort of, like, little exoskeleton thing. And, like, they'll, at least that's with some human... They'll want it, like, the like, show... Benefit. They'll want it, like, the show Humans, where basically they do the jobs we don't have to so that we, we can just, you know, live a more life of leisure. They'll be domestic servants with AI so that they can kind of learn and attune themselves to what you like and your preferences. And those are the ones that you're terrified of. Yeah, and it doesn't, yeah, and it doesn't, like, make you any happier, typically. It means you have to do, like, less work, but, like, work also provides people with meaning and purpose. So, like, if you just be lazy, your your life is typically, like, absence of existence and whatnot. You're dead anyways. So, like, but it's just, with the nukes, it's, like, that extra level, it's, like, why are we learning to create these things that could destroy, and is it from the perspective of, like, say, the American gun thing, where it's, like, well, we better have nukes when the other people nuke us, or we won't be able to prevent them from nuking us. Well, they were pretty much the ones that got the, they were pretty, they started it, kind of. 
Well, like multiple people were trying to do it, but yes, they did. They did. They did. Yeah, they, they got did, there first. Like it's one thing to go, okay, we did this thing. Oh, okay, we see the implications of that, and then we just go, okay, yeah, like people. It, sorry, we 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 overstep. We apologize. Overstep our bounds. Uh, this is this is done. Uh, we're, we shouldn't create all these things anymore, because like all that does is just like the destruction bears more destruction until. Like that what's that guy's name? Barry song. It's a can't you see we're on the uh, eve of destruction in that song. Um, but like yeah, it's just like let's just just blow up the whole world because. But they won't. We're get we're getting pretty political here, cheese, and we're at fifty minutes, so we should tone down. But I don't think they're just gonna. I don't. I don't see a path to full disarmament. I don't know if pe- if they'll because there'll always be one guy that's like, no, I'm gonna hang on to this one. And then they're like, oh, he hung on to one. Yeah, but you hung on to three. Yeah, but that's because I knew he was going to hang on to one. Yeah. No, yeah. not good. And I, I don't know. It's, it's weird. I don't like using the word political because I don't view myself as a political person. I just feel like that's like more of a humane, like that's a human thing is just to not blow each other up. That's just ridiculous. Yeah. You're, are you a political prisoner? Would you like to be? Um... um so okay so that's kind of our scenarios uh listeners at home feel free to uh, put in your own ideas for again like sort of ideal worst uh and and what you actually think would happen we would be uh happy to read those yeah seriously go to the tugboat.ca click on conversations click on this episode that's two clicks Write in the comments your thoughts, and we will probably talk about it on the next episode. Yeah, I, I just like to, to to just clarify, like it's a double click, not a two click. Uh, d- yeah, it depends on your computer, or what, like if you're using that middle thing on your laptop. Sometimes you just have to press it once. Okay, so just be aware of that, listeners at home, that that it might be you might need a variety of clicks. somewhere between two and four clicks. Okay. No, that's pretty inclusive. <laughs> oh, fun. All right, cheese. Well, we've conversed. Are you uh, you satisfied? You feel good about the end of the world now? Well, like yeah. Well, like I don't feel good about the <laughs> the end of the world, but like it, uh, you know, like I feel good about the conversation. Excellent. We had fun. We, we did it. And we're out. <laughs>